0: These ants have been trained to design and build an igloo using tiny blocks of ice. Once the igloo is complete, the ants take a well-deserved rest. We'll come back to the ants later. In the meantime, thanks ants.
1: This is the Extra Hot Great Podcast, episode 22, the week of February 24th, 2014. I am Shriek Lonkin, David T. Cole, (laughs) and I'm here with crowded train Sarah D. Bunting. P.U., Disgusted gate agent Tara Ariano. Do
2: I look like I care that you're in a race?
1: And friendly greeter John Ramos. Welcome to Rand McNally. everybody. Welcome to another episode of Extra Hot Great. We welcome back for the second time in three weeks, Mr. John Ramos. Welcome, John. John. Thank you. I never left, actually. I was in the closet the whole time. This
3: is awkward. (laughs) Uh,
1: Today, we're going to be talking as our lead topic, some amazing race all-stars, and John covers that for previously.tv, so we wanted to have... An expert opinion back on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, before you. we get into that, I just have a, a little bit of uh, policy change to discuss with everybody. It's minor, mm-hmm. um, by suggestion on the um, on the on the uh, comments, I believe. Um, a spoiler end tag from when we're doing sort of impromptu short dips into spoiler territory. So if we have a spoiler from an on and it's for the whole segment, you'll hear the regular spoiler warning. If we're just doing something and we are suddenly realize we're in spoiler territory for a few minutes, we're going to do this.
3: This will start us off.
1: Spoilers ho, fun ahoy. And then we'll discuss about how Darth Vader is Yoda's aunt or whatever. <laughs> and then when we're done, in case like, you're, a spoiler. In case you're uh, skipping over things with your uh, media player, scrub until you start hearing this music towards the end. <laughs> <laughs> and that should give you enough time to get Safe back lane. to normal speed. Yeah. And we'll be back into non-spoiler territory. So that's how it's going to work from now on. And I We'll hope probably that not be used
2: in this episode at all.
1: Probably not. And uh, let's get to it, shall we?
2: Yes. John, you're here to talk about The Amazing Race. Defend your show. Just kidding. <laughs>
4: 24. <laughs> I know. I it's add.
2: amazing. Well, my expert race. opinion
4: may not be so expert, given that, uh, as anyone who reads, this, reads my coverage from last season knows, that I didn't watch from, like, I don't know, the pre-teen <laughs> to early teen <laughs> seasons yeah. until last season so oh. literally Leo and Jamal were the only team that I knew before I did a little research obviously there's the Big brother team oh you had already bailed They're...
2: before Luke and Margie
4: I had bailed before
5: Luke and Margie wow because even we yeah. watched
4: that season I yeah. yeah
5: I remember well and they've been on it like 15 times it's oh, kind they? of amazing that you missed a Luke and Margie season well I think there have been
4: three uh there are three teams that were on three and a half teams I guess that were on three times before some of them were on season 18 which I guess was the I forget what Smurfy name they called it, but it was some kind of you know, back. It was some kind of crowd favorite thing, and now uh, three teams and the replacements person uh, from Kentucky uh, are on it. Everyone else, I think, this is their second go around. Hmm. Um, Yeah,
5: I was interested to hear what you thought of that in terms of the um, the Truman Show ness of it. Like, it seemed a little weird that she was just there waiting to. In case people aren't familiar, uh, one of the racers, like half the team, had some pancreas attack um, and couldn't compete. So they substituted someone else from that team's home state who used to be on another team. And I just thought it was a little, I mean, it was, I guess, good for the other half of the team, but it did read a little fishy. Did they not
2: say that she was his daughter, the daughter of pancreas guy?
4: Oh no, no, they gave, uh, yes. no, no. They, <laughs> you did I that up? No, no. They they did mention they gave um uh the the sick guy what's his name? What did we say? Bopper, bopper, <laughs> bopper, bopper. Not, not bopper. As I was saying to Tara before, I yeah, I thought it, it was, was popper at first, but uh, <laughs> bop, <laughs> but we we'll get to looking in a bit. Um, <laughs> uh, bopper, um, bopper's daughter gave uh you know quote made something for um. Uh, The Mallory Mallory to actually Uh, race with, which again, which shenanigans on that? Like you know, he he brought that thinking that you know, I I just think he knew that he probably wasn't going to race way in advance, you know. So, um, so all of it was, I'm not saying they didn't necessarily replicate some of the emotions of it, but I think this was all production.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think he got some free CBS healthcare out of it. You know, you got a free diagnosis maybe out of it. But I mean, uh, Cedar Sinai is a nice, uh, nice hospital.
4: (laughs) That's where I would want to go if I, you know, had some pancreas issue. But
1: yeah, that was a bit. I mean, that's that is sort of my trouble with reality shows, and you know, Amazing Race is often held to be the most sort of realistic of reality shows of that ilk of the task based non-singing reality show (laughs) but yeah it Uh sort of started off a little weak in that regard with that whole storyline it did seem a little um produced for sure
5: plus it's very heavy on a season that i didn't enjoy i think it might have been season 22 um or whatever season they were all on when I was covering it for uh, one of my old gigs. And uh, John and Jessica are from that season, the YouTube couple, or Ugh. the YouTube friends. They're always all. on! Oh. Yeah. Oh my god. And he's so much better than he was at the beginning of his own, of his initial season. Like, his hair is better, he's less screechy. I mean, try to imagine that squared, and that's what he was like. Oh god. I mean, he was a good friend to his partner, like, I will give him credit for being a good teammate, and he was just starting to calm down, and then they fucked up and got eliminated, <laughs> which was too bad. But who else is on for, oh, the country singers, I think? Oh, the blondes? Core. Are from that season, and they're, Ugh. Yeah, and their
4: big identifying thing is that they're not going to flirt so much this time, which obviously means they're going to flirt a lot this time, which I'm not really looking forward to. I mean, they were already doing it in the scenes it. from next week. Yeah, yeah. So... No. That lasted all of an
2: episode. Yeah.
5: Hey, give well, us the
4: express pass. Li- uh, yeah,
5: okay. I thought maybe the Anthony Michael Hall clone would finally have departed the um, porta closet with which he was traveling <laughs> last time.
3: Oh shit. <laughs>
5: Shot well, fire. I wasn't going to say it, but our esteemed guest mentioned it in his recap. and
4: Independent Just, thinking, we did not consult on this, so uh, I don't know. Listen, yeah. I've
2: been spending this whole season of couples therapy saying that John Gosselin's girlfriend is gay. Don't sue me. That's 100% speculation, but she, you know.
5: Right, right. She's well, dating John Gosselin. <laughs> yeah.
2: Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's weird that that he. I mean, I didn't pick up on that. Maybe I wasn't paying close enough attention. As we've already established, I thought someone was someone's daughter, but she's so beautiful that that half of the couple. She,
4: yeah, she she's, should be able to find stunning. a guy who's yeah.
2: straight wants you, to touch her parts. You'd think,
4: yeah, I
3: don't
4: know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
2: know <laughs> <laughs> no, Dave, not her dick. Oh. His
4: hair does speak against the gay theory, but. Nothing else. Does. Okay, so
2: explain how the exp- for those of us who maybe are watching for the very first time in several se- seasons, what is the difference between the express pass and the old fast forward? Is the fast forward still a thing in the game?
4: The fast forward, I believe, is still a thing in the game, but okay. it only comes up once or twice per season.
3: Okay, whereas so it used to be the same every as leg, least, right? Yeah.
4: Um, okay. The express pass uh, allows a team to skip a particular task. Oh, I, I okay. believe not a yeah. whole leg. Uh. Sarah, back me up on that. Um,
5: I believe it's a. I believe it's a task. Okay. Yeah. Fair yeah, I think but. it's a task. Although even the fast forward was like they would make you do a couple things. They would make you put up with some crap, and then they'd be like, "Okay, now you can go to the pit stop." Right. Um, but yeah, the express pass, and they still have the U-turn too. Right. Right. Because right. sometimes from season to season, they just swap out whatever. They're like, why don't we try a jug handle, and yeah, it doesn't yeah. work out, and they're like, okay, let's not do that one for a while. Well, <laughs> not that it happened in this episode,
4: but I think the worst is the double U turn mm-hmm. because then the team that gets U turn just ends up passing on the U turn to another team, and it like oh. never really particularly. I mean, not 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 literally, but in you know in practice, that's what happens, I see. and it's you
3: know, hmm.
4: it's not great.
1: So yeah. I have a question about enjoying the Amazing Race. How do you deal with like how do you watch it? Knowing how produced it is and still feel like you have stakes in the game. That's my problem with this show. And I acknowledge it's well made, but like the way they try to engineer the actual race part of it, like where you know in your heart that these teams are actually 20, 30, 40 minutes apart, but they edit it in a way that makes it seem like, you know, they're chasing each other. You know that. They're compressing time and they're creating stories and there's a lot of, um, you know, bunching, you know, when things are closed and stuff like that. Like, it's such a produced timeline. I have trouble actually feeling like I'm invested in what's going on. And then it comes down to like people watching is that it is that i just don't enjoy people watching where (sighs) other people do i mean i'm trying to understand my
4: personal favorite thing which happens less and less and really i don't expect to happen much at all this season which is why i probably won't have any stakes is when (laughs) when teams have when teams have the wherewithal to have some smart critical thinking about puzzles or racing or whatever you know pieces of strategy that you might not think of on the fly
1: but can I give um, an example from the first episode sure. uh, the big sort of challenge was on top of the uh, largest tower uh, in the city and they sort of had this you know horizontal ferris wheel which is not a ferris wheel come on um and you i know, won't each,
2: tell you how many minutes we spent d- arguing about whether this was or was not a ferris wheel it was, but it tilted. was more than five
5: <laughs> barely barely um, and well, then they it's had a tilt a you know, wheel then or <laughs> whirl
1: and the, and the ferris cha- whirl <laughs> the challenge was get in a gondola one of the gondola little capsules close the door and then check to see if the clue was either a try again clue in which case you had to wait for the the wheel to revolve a couple times or whatever get out try another one so the challenge was lotto like there was no skill involved in that
5: well and no, for, there wasn't any skill involved but there was some it was engineered
1: you know. to to um test relationships and how well they could work together in a stress situation i grant that i just thought it was a curious Choice for the first big challenge of the season.
4: I mean, mm. I thought it was boring for sure. I will, I will agree on that. But I do think uh, there was the twist that all the good clues were in the even numbered mm-hmm. um, cars, and that lent at least like a little bit of an, inter- like, an interactive part to it. Where when more teams show up, showed up, you had more information about yep. where the good clues were. So there was at least a little bit, you know. A little bit beyond complete random chance, I think. I
1: just felt like it kind of felt like you were playing Mist or something. You know what I mean? Where it was just like this one clue you had to figure out by clicking and poking on the interface and then you'll get it. But there's no actual...
4: I don't disagree. And, you know, the only part I really actually enjoyed of that is when the teams were trapped and they were fighting. That's <laughs> that what I'm funny. saying. I mean, but, yeah. as,
1: as, as a social experiment, that was an interesting challenge. But I just I wonder if that was the best choice for an introduction to the sh- to the season not to the show obviously after 24 seasons but it
2: also <laughs> had I mean there is also the element of that was uh, to me it was it's classic amazing race to do that needle in a haystack thing where it's like you have to figure out your way to the right store in sure. order to get your clue like that's,
1: that's that task I
4: thought was good
2: yeah Yeah.
1: I, the, yeah.
4: The, the, the bridal but, shot but to
1: me but, that is to me that seems like a travel task right I mean you know the game is the traveling across the world finding a retail outlet makes sense to me um, going to one of 24 capsules and finding or not the clue by a relative random chance doesn't seem very...
5: But, oh, but in- I think with that many teams in the game still, you know, the, the episode, the first episode is always a little that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like you drive to the airport, you get on a plane, you land in whatever the first country is, Thanks you have it. a task. <laughs> and then, you know, the cannon fodder identifies itself quickly but Mm -hmm. i mean that's part of what i like about it too is that you don't always know like there are certain teams that are very competent at being teams and at traveling and have a good combination of all the things you need to succeed on this race which is like understanding probability being able to run around a lot and be sweaty and not mind not freaking out when you're second to last. Like those are all qualities that right. successful teams have. But then the, there are certain tasks that like, I mean, as our uh, colleague Linda Holmes used to point out, what was it she called it? Um, race fatigue, where yeah. like sometimes teams Killer would fatigue, just, I think it was, yeah, yeah. hit a wall yeah. and like they just all systems started breaking down. But there's certain tasks that like, you never know what team it's going to be. Like, sometimes the team that you least expect, but it's like you have to eat fucking 50 meatballs in 30 seconds, and then there's someone who's just, like, destroyed by this psychologically, in addition to it being an impressive physical challenge and sort of gross-out TV and one of the many reasons I can never go on that show. Um, A, being all the flying B being I don't like to sleep outdoors, <laughs> C being every other reason. Um, but I sort of enjoy that, that it's not totally random, but that there is that psychological element of like, oh, you're the ones who are good at X. And you're the ones who were completely baffled by like trying to build some Tetrisy thing and you start fighting. I mean, I don't I think it's well constructed in that way too. I that there are a lot of different ways it could go horribly wrong, and I'm watching for it to go horribly wrong. Yeah, sorry to <laughs> oh.
2: interrupt you. I, all I was going to say was to, to Dave's point. I think there's also the matter of balance in a leg, where it's like if you have the part, the task where you have to be running around and expending a lot of psychological energy, like trying to find the one, the one weird thing in the giant space. The next task has to have some element of like, okay, now you can sit down for a second and just like be alone with your teammate and like recover. I don't disagree with you. It's Dave. actually I'm sort just of saying. like
1: training a dog.
2: Uh huh. You know,
1: on. I mean, no, because I mean, when you train a dog, they have this sort of like sine wave of energy, and sure. you're supposed to like tire them out and then train them and, you know, and then they go up and down. It kind of feels like it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, it's sort of like, you know, some terrible, horrible experiment they're doing on these people. And I totally get what you're saying, Sarah, that there is something to enjoy in watching teams cope with a very engineered challenge. And I just, I, I find I can't separate the end game with some of the stuff that happens in between and think of it as like a competition in the capital C sense of the word.
5: Well and I do admire A the fact that when this show first started taping, it was what early two thousand one and in every season since they've had to add an element of not surprise but like suspense, I guess, to flights that are extremely tightly controlled in a way that when the show first started, they really weren't. So if you watch season one episodes, there's like a lot more suspense about who's going to be flying where, and they can just run up to the gate waving cash around and get on the plane. You could never do that now. Um, And the other uh, thing that I was going to say, I totally forgot. Someone else talk.
3: Sorry.
4: (laughs) Um, I was going to say, just going back to the, uh, you know, liking watching strategic decisions. I mean, what this episode lacked to me is, that essentially mm-hmm. almost right down to the detour which you usually have the chance to weigh two tasks and figure out which one is best for your team um and this one didn't have that at all you know even like the you know little things like the um the decision whether to take the metro or a cab i feel like in earlier seasons they would have spent some time with the teams and covered why they did that and this time they just kind of flew through that and it, maybe it's yeah. just yeah Maybe it's and just a network a less- decision not to not
5: to spend time on that anymore, but I miss it. And they they also, I feel like the money, their like weekly budget or their episode budget used to play a bigger role. They were given these random, it's like, you have, you know, 317 euros for this leg of the race. And I feel like we never hear about that anymore. They're just like, given what they need.
4: I think it came up once last season where people talked about conserving money, but it's so... It's so infrequently discussed that it's kind of lost all meaning at this point. You know, there's no right, context exactly. for it anymore.
1: I yeah. bet they had a economic downturn era test audience test where they're like, "We don't like seeing people beg for money." <laughs> Interesting. Because yeah. <That's>
5: <laughs> right. that is where it used to go a lot of the time. Yeah. That's yeah. true. And I also like it, it. Just gave me like social anxiety yeah. to watch mm-hmm. that yeah. often because it was always teams like Will and Tara that it's like ooh. Yeah. They'd Although on I will, you. I if you would say, on fire. I don't want to see you asking people. They actually had money. a, ta- they
4: actually had a a, a a task part of a detour last year that was begging. So yeah. you know, maybe I don't controlled know, controlled begging. Maybe once, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think they called it be busking, begging, though, right, John? Yeah. Yeah. They did call it busking. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, you, had, you had to dress up in a funny costume, and you know that was that was the thing. So at least you were putting
1: on some performance. I suppose. Uh, right. but- Speaking of audience testing, what do you think of the? It would never fly because America, but. Um, if they could have like Amazing Race anti stars where it's just like the most just devious teams, just the ones that play to win mm. and are dicks. Yes, and you sure. put all those people in together with no goody two shoes, no uh, you know, happy go luckies, that would be probably more towards the show I thought in my head Amazing Race was always gonna be, which was uh I'm a travel. Exp- I'm a. I'm a. You know, self-described travel expert. I'm going to win this one. I know all the tricks. I know how to do it. Nobody's going to stop me. And I find sometimes people lack that killer instinct in this in in these, or are playing to the camera so that they appear to be a lot nicer than they are. And of course, there are very nice people on the show too but i i would love to see that in some alternate universe where that would be possible but
2: it's not, i don't think it's so much because america i think it's because that game already is survivor like amazing race doesn't have as many opportunities for you to like either help or hinder yeah. the other teams it really is just uh, usually a matter of like when you get where mm. and what you're doing and how good you are at but
4: it. i i do see what you're doing dave in that i think you know, even when someone you know maybe cuts a line on yeah. the show, or the U-turn, it, it's, or it's or regarded the, as like this huge moral betrayal. Yeah. Which you like, know, I like many... to see contestants who don't you know who are just well, there it's
5: to not play, the amazing Montessori schools like <laughs> yeah. a it. billion times. Like <laughs> yeah. you're trying to win; it's a race. I and I'll admit, Kumbaya. I always like to
1: see the villains of a show be the centerpiece of things. Sure. So that's my my thing. Sure. I realize that that may not be entertaining. When I say because America, I realize that's not what well, most people. want. I that. think when they split the difference on
4: Survivor, heroes versus villains, the villains were certainly the more compelling... um, Entertainers. Yeah, yeah. 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 Storyline. So, So
1: can we close it up with bets or picks, wishes for what team's gonna go the furthest year?
2: I'll just say I'm glad that Nadia and Natalie were out first, because all I could think the entire time they were on was that my sister's technique for dealing with her daughters when they are annoying like that is to say... I can't understand whining. And that's what I felt <laughs> the entire time. I can't understand what you're saying. Talk like normal people. That The screeching and the whining, it was so insufferable.
4: Plus, they used up a season's quota of the term hot mess, oh, too, God. just in that one episode. So, <laughs> yes. At
5: least they yeah. referred to the Afghanimals as that, which <laughs> I was True like, that. you will be allowed to live. I didn't watch last season, but they really are as annoying as you said, John. And they were on screen for like one and one half minutes i, I thought on like, my way oh, over you. here that
4: I, I i want to start calling them the ger animals just because <laughs> i think it'll too. annoy them <laughs> all right it's, happening. In the, fives, it's happening it's happening in on. the next one yeah <laughs>
5: the ger animals yeah i don't, um, I, I
4: don't it, know i thought luke and margie were really solid this <laughs> app but you know i don't know it's hard to tell because it wasn't super um challenge. like the roadblock was so why don't we just jazz, put it but...
1: as who do you hope wins
2: I would say Kentucky just because I want to see how an odd couple team that doesn't have anything, any past uh, context for being on a team together would go. I'm, I'm curious to know if they'll be more polite with each other and more on their best behavior than people who've known each other their whole lives would be
4: well next week's promos would suggest no oh, yeah well <laughs> but there there's a stressful event that maybe that's the lesson they'll they come have through yeah maybe it'll be the glue that uh that brings them together yeah <laughs> I don't know.
5: i'm gonna vote yeah. harlem globetrotters because oh, when choice. flight time was in his little flippy costume and mm-hmm. um what's the other one's name big easy big easy is like you look like a black turkey <laughs> <laughs> He's like that's it. why they call me flight time. Like they're very likable, but not like Nye. yeah. And I hope Dave and Connor do well too because an injury knocked them out the last time, and they seem also like nice, positive to root for, but not yeah, nice. So one of those <laughs> two, Dave. Uh, I
1: think out of this team, I would probably hope for the the same as Sarah, the the basketball players. I think they're they are not coingly. Trying to be, you know, the audience favorites. It's just natural. It comes to them, right? And they're showmen, and it kind of, there's a certain sort of go with it quality I think you need as a globetrotter. And I think it kind of shows in what they do. And Um, if
2: they don't win, they can just go back to their home world and be theoretical physicists (laughs) again.
1: (laughs) 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 jesters of dunk.
4: Yeah, Um, I'd I'd agree. And uh, just also, I'd like to see their move on crossing the finish line. <laughs> like, yeah. I think that could be really cool. Oh, and
1: uh, props for yeah. Phil's eyebrow still being magnificent. Yes.
3: God love I that I wrote man. that
4: in the in the coverage, actually. I was like, it defies biology and <laughs> physics. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> His face is a little bit more angular, so the yeah. eyebrow pop makes is even more pointed now. It's yeah. amazing. The, other, art?
2: the yeah. last thing I'll say is it's impossible to watch this show without projecting yourself into it, even still after all mm-hmm. these years and just thinking – I don't know if I would do better if I was on a team with Sarah or with Dave. Oh, <laughs> which, which would be the more disastrous? Because I feel like Sarah, if it was you and me, if we ran into anything, we'd just be like, Ah oh, fuck it, and just quit. Yeah,
5: we totally would. <laughs> do you want to do
2: this? No. Let's go back to the hotel.
4: You get yes. like a month off at a spa, don't you? If you if you
1: uh, question here, yeah. Maybe
2: we're right. <laughs> Maybe this is something we should pursue.
1: The amazing yeah. one free month at a hotel. <laughs> hey All right, it's time to go around the dial. Everybody's bringing a TV topic to talk about. Tara, what do you got?
2: *Downton Abbey* season four is officially over. E- over now they had the, they had the season finale last week, and then as we record this, the Christmas special was on last night. John, I know you stayed with it for the whole season. Oh, I did. Yeah. And what yeah. did you think?
4: Um, you know, the show's best days, I think, are behind it. I Let's, would agree let's with put that. it that way. I still I mean, like it, but I th- it's not good. I, I wrote that I, you know, I just think. At its bones, it's something that I'm always going to be in the bag for, mm-hmm. unless they super screw it up. I also don't... I'm i am the only one, but I don't mind Rose as much as everyone else. Oh, you know, just, oh you're the one. Yeah, <laughs> I am the one. I don't know. I just feel like the show does need someone younger, you know? Otherwise, everyone's yeah. going to be, everyone's going to be, I don't know, taking fish oil and hobbling around in <laughs> a few years and, I don't know. Eating their horlicks. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. But, um... I mean, I, I think we've. I think this podcast has covered the love square that went God. nowhere. Thank oh. God they shipped Ivy off to America. That at least you know, I I could kind of see the producers meekly apologizing for that one maybe i, guess, but I, I mean i've made
2: I've, as i as i wrote in my article about it i i was so annoyed that they wasted so much of our time with it and then now like not even are they not even together like they're all so far apart they're never going to see each other again totally. why did we and the two left la- so the two time?
4: left daisy and jimmy are like that's not happening no
2: like, of course not plus not.
4: why does daisy keep turning down jobs like I don't does know. she want to die at downton i, I don't know I, mean, I, I think she should just go to that farm with that nice old man. And, flash you know. forward 70 years in the future. There's a stuffed daisy
1: posed like a bear in the parlor. Oh, my God. But
2: the real question is Sarah Bunting on Downton Abbey.
1: Well. Let's hear about Sarah Bunting on Sarah Bunting.
4: I was thrilled to note that she probably she must be back next season. Oh, yeah.
2: oh yeah, for so. sure. Yeah, yeah. Sarah.
4: Uh,
5: well, Sarah D. Bunting <laughs> uh, has actually been sufficiently bored by season four. Like, keeping in mind... I only started watching the show because I was getting like whatever my vanity Google alerts kept (laughs) popping her up. And I was like, fine, God, I'll watch stupid down Abbey. And I loved it. But this season is Mm -hmm. like, since it's not marathonable for me, some people have methods. Mm -hmm. That's fine. I don't ask, but I've been watching Mm -hmm. it on a weekly basis. And it's like, it's kind of been just stacking up on the DVR. Like I have gotten to her, whatever they're meat cute with her and Tom at the Pinko Club or whatever the hell he was do whatever speaking. No, he Pinko was Club, seeing. that's what yeah, it was about. Right, okay. And like, okay, fine. But I've absolutely never cared about Sybil or Sibby or Tom or any of the like class wars thing to do with that. And the fact that he is still like ancillarily there. And that's who Sarah Bunt – I mean, there's so many of these storylines that I'm like, once it's on, I- I'm sort of – it's not unpleasant to watch. But unless it's the Dowager Countess and Isabel, <laughs> I yeah. don't care. It's really hard for me to care. It's so soapy. Season- and, the
2: pr- and the plot lines progress so slowly. Well, not
5: only do they – And just- my husband is making me fast forward through Bates at this point that he's like, <laughs> oh, Mr. Yeah. Bates. A so I'm like, I know – He's a smart man. Man. He's married him for a reason.
1: But season four plots, you have uh, the rape plot line. You have the uh, Mary's many suitors plot line. You have the love square slash Alfred going to uh, cooking school thing, whatever that was. And there's another one I forget. But all four of them have this in common, which is they just go in these little loops. Yeah. Where that individual storyline resets about four times during the season. Well,
2: they even did it with Edith, where it's like she yes. th- she placed the the baby for adoption, and then was at the end is like, just right. kidding.
1: Take backs. <laughs> and I hope like, the
2: Schrader sue her and it, it drag was, her name through the mud. It was <laughs> but, just
1: like they wrote the first episode and the last episode, and then they had one in the middle, and they just cloned that six <laughs>
5: <sex laughs> times. Yeah.
4: I so, couldn't but. believe she thought it would be so simple to show up in Switzerland and be like, I'd like my baby no- back
5: now, please. Like, Well, I... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Well, and also, what does Barrow have on What's Her Face?
2: They never said. Nope. I know. What do we think it is? Oh, God. Because it's going
5: to be something so boring. Like, no, you know.
2: Well, I mean, it has to be if she finally was like, fine, just tell them I don't care. Like, if it was really that scandalous, she would be trying harder to stop him from. Revealing whatever. Yeah, it's it is. probably not anything
4: she's as bored like, as you know, we are. I can't imagine what it illegal. could be. Yeah. <laughs> I really like her too. I she's like her too, probably but not my favorite New character, but she, uh, could yeah, she could do better than Mulder. Yeah, she could do better than. Uh, oh my what god! What about
1: uh, Paul Giamatti's turn in the Christmas? <laughs> he was fun. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I enjoyed him. Yeah, it was a nice little bit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
4: I mean, for a one for one episode, it was a fully realized character for sure. I felt like. And next season,
2: but, Richard E. Grant and your Dave's girlfriend. love him and a chancellor from the hour are both going to be in it. Ooh. Oh, He plays a politics, another pinko type, I think. And she plays a lady, something,
1: Ooh, a but, lady something,
4: you, <laughs> you know, know, if we're going to keep piling on. on with the go nowhere, storeways to stories, as much as I love Isabel, it's like, just put up a sign that says clothes for business if you're gonna turn down every suitor,
5: you know.
2: Yeah. She, this one she seems more interested in, which I felt bad for the doctor because I thought I thought they were a better match.
5: Yeah, but I agree. Anyway. Me yeah. too. And the way he pronounces pneumonia <laughs> it's kinda hot. I don't know. All right. So we'll see you next season, Downtown Abbey. Sarah. American Idol. Get this. It's still on. <laughs> uh, and it's actually. Uh, I mentioned this in my uh coverage of it last week when I did a sober second thought on on the show and then decided to stick with it for the season um, and just do little capsule like to go reviews. I love it um because that's about like that's about the attention that you need to devote to it, but totally. here's the thing: they moved it on the schedule. the ratings are like they're not even in the toilet anymore they're somewhere under the house <laughs> right now. But I don't know if it's cause or effect, but it's like when they moved America's Next Top Model to Friday and were like, you know, sink or swim. That It was like this fuck it approach where they're like, well, why don't we just actually make it about the singing and get some judges who care Mm -hmm. and not have it be about drama. They got rid of like most of the audition lead up stuff that it's just auditions and not these you know, crazy people with personality disorders who are trying to get on TV and unfunny responses from the judges. Harry Connick Jr. is, I mean, he gets a lot of booze, but that's total, like, (sighs) producers holding up a boo sign. He's really good. He's sugar-free. Keith Urban is surprisingly, I thought he was just going to be, you know, he's in Randy Jackson's chair. I thought he would be similarly useless. He's also on point, and I'm kind of liking J-Lo. Mm-hmm. She evinced maybe a glimmer of having enjoyed someone else who had a sense of humor the other day. It was kind of interesting.
2: She Never thought never, I would see that happen. She's never looked better, that's for sure. That's true. Well, that's I never true. thought I would see the day that, that you would voluntarily watch American Idol, so I'm I'm impressed at your open heart for this elderly reality show.
5: <laughs> well, it just kind of was like, you know what? Let's get back to... What this originally was, I think, when it was in Britain, which is like, yeah. we're actually trying to find a good singer. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, it's and it's not like the um, who wants to be a millionaire on 18 times a week anymore. Right. It's like if you quit after a certain point, I think it would be a good time to come back to it. I have been pleased. And if you don't feel like doing that, I can tell you which four minutes you need to watch the next day. <laughs> Join Sarah, us.
4: Are they still doing as much of the Hollywood auditions covers coverage as they used to? Is um, that, that was no, always my least but favorite.
5: They're, or they're yeah. doing, I came in once they picked the finalists, oh, so see. I'm not sure how they did it before, but I believe they're doing that thing they used to do in early days where they put everyone in groups and then it's kind of like this horrible psych experiment with some singing.
1: <laughs> oh my God. Like
5: business and then school they make cuts yeah. there. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's coming back the show you no. never wanted heroes <laughs> don't call it a series series coming
5: 2015 does Boy. this oh yeah. i mean oh well like i saw i was reading some coverage of it and i saw milo Ventimiglia in the picture uh-huh. and like my my I, heart rate went up Throw I throw in thought he was. Didn't he just get cast on something, though? Yes.
1: Yeah, so. Yeah, he won't I don't be know. back. Oh, yeah. no, nobody's going to be back except for maybe. Zachary
2: Kinto. Just <laughs> kidding. He's the only one who will Like, the only yeah, buddy I can think that
1: actually well, might be back. Burn. Um,
2: Jack Coleman. I bet they could get him.
1: Uh, the, the Japanese guy whose name I forget.
2: Oh, oh uh, Hiro? Hiro?
4: Masioka. Oh,
2: let's
1: right. set aside yeah. season two and three, which in season one was you yeah, know pretty good. It wasn't like super awesome, but, no, but it was, it was fun. enjoyable, right? If it had fun. ended
2: there, it would have been a great show. Fun mm-hmm. is the
1: perfect word yeah. for uh, Heroes season and one. And the miniseries. And yeah. I think mm-hmm. he was sort of like one of the crowd favorites. Sure, And I guess. unfortunately, he has done very little since Heroes. And so <laughs> I don't know probably... how you can
2: say that when he was in the Get Smart off movie <laughs> that went straight to tape. Oh, no.
4: But Ando just turned up unjustified. He yes. did. So, yeah, I was very happy to see him. Me like, too.
1: Uh, um, but yeah, this seems. I like was just
5: gonna say I liked Ando better. I thought he was cuter. I don't know.
2: He still looks good. He's unjustified. This. This. He just came back.
4: Well, he wasn't so. I'm doing comic relief. E. Yes. You know. Yeah. But.
1: Um, I assume this is going to go like we're going to be dealing with you know 80 percent. They're going to Dallas it right. It's going to be 80 percent new cast with a couple mm-hmm. people that can you know they can get on yeah and it'll be a mini series unless it just happens to do really good and then yeah. it'll be well, well guess what we're gonna do the public a solid it's it's now a show again of yeah.
2: course it'll be just like under the dome like yes. i wrote in my angry
1: angry post very angry it. yes you yeah. got to mean what that you say, great. people, when it comes to miniseries versus series. You're going to have one tar Heroes reboring
5: boring. Series length cop <laughs>
1: on listen, your case.
2: Uh, there, and the other thing is, why are they announcing it now when it's not coming till 2015? Like, there are Olympics. properties. Okay. But there are properties that NBC could revive that people would be excited about for a year. Like, if they were, like, coming in 2015. Friends! Like, yes, people would be on board with but,
4: that. That was my favorite thing about the press release when they were just like. Social media is an important thing these days. So we're going to roll out, you know, character videos in like September. Please don't. It's like wow, NBC. <laughs> don't you, do that. Yeah. The internet might not exist by the Heroes, time you catch up to our social media in real time.
1: And lastly, John.
4: Um, so I want to talk about looking because yeah. I know you guys covered it on the um, when it premiered, but sure. it's it's 6 episodes in or I assume Dave is probably not watching it, but I don't know. Tara uh, and Sarah, no, or... I'm still
2: watching it. Dave yeah. has, has not.
4: Um, well, you guys, uh, you guys had a great discussion on it. One thing that I thought maybe, uh, just because it's easy to ignore when shows do this well, um, when they do it badly at clanks. But I really think from the beginning that the show has been very convincing in the three leads being friends. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they don't, they didn't. It, they did it within a assured hand. They didn't feel the need to, you know, have each character reminisce about that time we did this and blah blah blah. Yes. You know, it just it, it just had a very a authentic feel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which in yeah. A, a lesser show would totally do. Um, but in context of last night's episode, which Mark Blankenship, uh, past guest and friend of the show, ripped apart uh, Augustine. <laughs> yeah, he was mad. Yeah, I wanted to talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> um, because I think it's a great example of while that's a character failing it's not the show's failing i think so what happened it only well basically um last episode was a complete all they did was focus on patrick and his new boyfriend last, this, uh, yeah, about last one. the last yeah the, a week ago and it, they just started dating and it was a very clever device they used focusing on them the whole time because it kind of gave the the feeling that you have at the beginning of a relationship where, like, the other person is, like, all you're thinking about. No, you hang up. Yeah, before you get back to the reality of life, you know, they had this, little, like, little capsule where the other two <laughs> people were the only things going on. So this week is where things start to get real. He brings, uh, Patrick brings uh, Richie, his boyfriend, to meet his friends, and Augustine is a total... He's got a lot of other issues going on at this point, but he um, he is a total dick about it. He accused Patrick of, quote, slumming, which is not a word that we should use in this day and age, really, at all, and was just mean. Um, but I think it speaks to the show that it, like, it, there was this mo- I, the way I saw it is that he has dealt with a lot of Patrick's stuff over the years, and he felt entitled to speak to him that way, and Patrick's reaction kind of, uh back that up I think yeah. and just kind of again drove home the drove home the point that those two are really close and have been good friends maybe they won't be from here on out but again that's not the that's not the show's failing in drawing this relationship it's just a choice that the show is making mm-hmm. and the failings of the characters and everything so i thought uh yeah that's why that's one of the reasons i think the show is great so
1: and yeah. and we discussed the first episode which i think we all thought was had showed promise, but it was a little one dimensional in what it was talking about. And even Mark Blankship, you know, who's covering the show for us said like it, you know, you need to like watch. Yeah. a few to get the feel of the <laughs> and show. He
2: really got on board. with He it. did.
1: Yeah.
4: And when you had, when you did it, I had actually seen the first four and I knew uh, I, I agreed with you that the pilot was the weakest, yeah. but you know, it's interesting. Like, um, you see it with Patrick and with Dom, um, Yes, they're talking about relationships so much in the first episode, but you see that they are in a they're kind of in a state of their development where they um they kind of judge themselves mm-hmm. and see they worry about like who they date reflecting who they are yeah. rather than just saying like fuck it, I'm going to I'm going to like who I like.
1: Yeah, and know? on pilots, you know, the temptation is often to overexplain a lot of what's going on, and I think another temptation is to like Treat everything like uh you have to nail the tone of something, and I think maybe that's what they're doing a little on the pilot right and right. to the detriment of of maybe like having a fully fleshed out you know sort of bird's eye view of what's going on or or at least you know like mixing it up and but it sounds like with h b o they had the luxury of knowing they got a full season commitment and they were able to take their time. And when you watch a pilot, sometimes it got a little bit of right. pilotitis. That's all. So
4: the TLDR is that I think the show has turned into you know what you guys hoped it would yeah. in your I analysis agree. in the first. I, so, I think it's been yeah. really good. Very cool.
2: I had three very silly t- well one of one of them was Dave's two of them were mine um, RT's of content that was up on the site this week RT's being retweets well,
1: thanks, uh, thanks mom
2: well I don't know not everyone's on Twitter um, Hannibal <laughs> Burris who plays Lincoln on thanks Uncle
5: Stevie <laughs> <He> plays- <laughs>
2: who plays Lincoln on Broad City um, he retweeted the story that I had written about him not the most recent one but the week before uh, an expedited shipping about him and Alana uh, John Daly, who plays Peter Paparazzo and Coach Teacher and Wendy Sean on Kroll Show, tweeted um, a link to my comparison of Gigolo House from the last Croll Show to the Showtime <laughs> show Gigolos. Um, and then Dave had tweeted a picture of the um, press kit that we got from the Americans and the creator of that show. Um, oh, really? Tw- yeah, he re-faved
3: Probably it and it. retweeted it. Yeah.
2: Thanks, so, iPhone oh. camera.
1: <laughs>
4: So last week on Previously TV I submitted a little piece uh in the loglined <laughs> department, which is one of my favorite departments. The nine oh two one oh ones are genius and you should Aww. go back and read them. But also fun. all the all the L and O ones are, are great too. So Thank I you. I pitched one a few weeks ago for Star Trek The Next Generation season Thank one. God. And um, you know, spent a few weeks rewatching it at my leisure and <laughs> Put up this very silly, you know, one to two sentence description of all the episodes and it kind of caught fire and exploded over on Reddit Um, and was really kind of fun and exciting, not just to see the piece widely read, but also to see like how many people still care about the show. It was was, was a lot of fun. It's a very beloved show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. Refresh
1: my memory. What season do we have to wait until the video game Google Glass episode?
4: I think that's not until five, actually, which is a while while down the road. Good things come to those who wait. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's going to happen. I I already have written it in my head.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It is time for the canon, and today I have brought you something. I am bringing you... Series 1, episode 2 of Look Around You. The episode is called Water. Now, you may not be familiar with this show. Um, it sort of fly, flew under the radar here in the U.S., I think. Um, it is a creation uh, from uh, Peter uh, Serafinowicz and Robert Popper. Mm-hmm. And it's... Got two seasons. The first season is a parody of 70s educational sort of science films. And the second series is more sort of late 80s. um,
2: Infotainment.
1: Yeah. sort It has kind
2: of a real people sort of vibe.
1: Sort (laughs) of. It's like Mr. Wizard. There's a show.
5: AMC Network's Sundance Now is a premium streaming video service offering a rich selection of prestige dramas, heart-stopping thrillers, and gripping true crime series from around the world. Sundance now believes that life is more enriching when experienced through perspectives that differ from our own. Why is Sundance now so awesome? Sundance now's catalog includes award-winning original content, international exclusives, and hard to find properties at a fair price. You get premium content and no commercials for as low as $4.99 a month with an annual membership, and you can enjoy it anywhere. Sundance now works on all your favorite devices. Download the app or watch online on Apple and Android devices, Amazon Fire TV, Google Chromecast, Roku, and more. My favorite aspect of Sundance Now is their documentary library. Pop culture investigations like The Cult of J.T. LeRoy, The Pussy Riot Doc, and that must-see for Project Runway fans, Bill Cunningham, New York. But the catalog is impressively deep on the true crime front, too. There are lots of films I've covered for my true crime newsletter, but just as many I haven't had a chance to watch yet. And I had to force myself not to start Valentine Road instead of recording this ad. So let's get to that promo code so that I can get back to the film. And you can join me free for 30 days. Start streaming your next obsession. To try Sundance Now free for 30 days, go to SundanceNow.com and use promo code EHG. That's S U N D A N C E N O W dot com, and use promo code EHG for 30 days of free streaming. Thanks,
1: Sundance Now! in the uk called tomorrow's people or something like that that is sort of like more of a direct parody of um but the second season were longer episodes right yes, yes yeah. they were a half hour the first season are just sort of like adult swim-sized morsels and the second season is a full half hour show um boy do i love this show it is so right <laughs> up my wheelhouse the first series um is parodying an era of educational films which i you know had to watch as a child in school um you have to remember that educational films uh you often see the stuff that was made anywhere from 15 years up to 1 year before you got to school so these things sort of have a 60s 70s vibe and they nail the um the look the sound the, the feel the
2: the voice of the narrator the
1: narration is just perfect and it is really super silly uh super dry humor um, I will warn you if you don't like nonsensical stuff, you should you would do well to stay away from this show.
2: It will not teach you anything either, by the way.
1: No, the, the op- facts
2: that are presented are very incorrect.
1: <laughs> For example, the opening of Water um, at the beginning of it, they just say "Look around you, look around you," and they have all these visual cues about what the show is this episode is supposedly about and the opening to this episode is just some old lady making apple pie for like two minutes and yeah it's <laughs> just like that's right have you guessed
5: <laughs> well, yeah and it makes it look so revolting too it was really great it was like one of the revolting snacks videos oh, i God. did with my brother where we like set peeps on fire and stuff like
2: that the lighting yeah. it's like the footage looks like it they just cracked open the can from 1981 and found it.
4: It's not a normal size pie she's making either. It's this like is like industrial size. Yeah, it might be a
1: cobbler. <laughs> but um, I clipped the, the start of the show. You heard a little bit about ants making igloos <laughs> out of very small pieces of ice. And uh, that was part of this episode. Um, it's hard to actually clip a lot of audio from this because most of the jokes are visual. Yes. Um, the first series episodes all follow the same format which is there's a little bit of preamble you know pick up your notebooks and then they go into the thing with the look around you look around you and then they have a little chunk where they're just talking about the subject matter and I clip this my one and only clip during the canon Uh, this is a lead up to uh, talking all about water
0: water delicious refreshing water From ocean, to sea, to lake, to pool, to pond, to puddle, to drop, to drip. Water, chemical symbol H20, is all around us. (laughs) It's the giver of life. And it's there with us from our first cup of tea in the morning to our nightly Bithuvik. I say... (laughs) What is Water. It's a difficult question because water is impossible to describe. One might ask the same about birds. What are birds? We just don't know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And so after that, the format, you get a couple experiments, um, just like you would, you know, back when. And you're supposed to follow along in your books. And the experiments are just these crazy things. And, you know, like the first one ends up, they're making their whiskey. And (laughs) and then the other one, ants are... Are making uh, igloos out of little pieces of ice. Yep. It's super silly. It's very British. Um, the production is aces. Um, if you like Peter uh, um you've seen you will, maybe you will his see show.
2: his nose and lips in this episode. Yeah, that's it. And um, hand
1: just a lot of silliness. Um, I don't know. I I, I love it. The, the gag where um, there's another one where they're uh, boiling the egg. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's this episode, right? No, it is. Oh, it is this episode. No, it yeah, is, right. and the feather it's boiling is point out. of 1,000 yes. degrees. That's right, it's the first one. And then he <laughs> just sticks
5: his hand in there. Yeah. Well, and it's, okay. it's a
2: runner, because he keeps sticking it in there. It's
5: redder and redder. The
4: third
1: time he tries with the egg spoon and <laughs> drops it in the water. So-
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so good. Oh,
1: oh my God. God. And the... And if you like really? a show like Arrested Development or things like that, where um, they're very particular about running jokes and about continuity, um, this sort of is has that um, attitude about it. I think, and I think it. Um, there's a lot of really good little pieces. Like the end of every episode, they tell you about what is going to be on the next episode. That never is. Right. But the capper of this episode is the next episode. We're going to talk about romance, <laughs> and it's just some scientists pointing to stuff with pencils, which is always what they point with. Oh, I believe that's his real wife playing
2: the the lady at the end of it as well. Um,
1: So uh, Look Around You, super silly. Uh, The first season speaks to me. I think second season is more of a crowd favorite and is more accessible. It has sort of a Monty Python-esque feel to it, where this one I think is more grounded in being a a direct parody of educational films. But uh, boy, I love this series. Um, It was a joy to find. If you haven't seen it, seek it out. Uh, I rest my case.
4: Yeah, well, it's funny that you bring up Monty Python, Dave, because I, I, I watched it cold, like, and I'm very glad I did. Like, my only sidepost was that, well, Dave did this. So, but, <laughs> <laughs> so I caught on a little bit more quickly than I might have. But, uh, you know, I actually did feel it had very certain Python-esque sure. elements to it, you know, in the way that Monty Python's Flying Circus just was not afraid to go off onto a complete tangent about yeah. something and make that a whole other thing. Reined in a little bit by the fact that they stuck to the, um, the format, you know, the sciency yeah. format. But I swear to God, like I-, I could just remember in elementary school, you know, having a substitute teacher and you know watching. Yeah, films this like is the, that. the
1: this was... is the kind of film that the teacher would put on that disappear for twenty minutes, probably <laughs> to have god, a smoke have or a, a belt of whiskey. Oh my or god, like it that. was
4: amazing. And uh, <laughs> the other like the other thing that struck me was it reminded me of the mini that you just did where you did everything wrong on the campus. <laughs> <laughs> and I apologize to uh, Was it Ken? Ken? Be yeah, because yeah, he's been a really good sport about that. But that's—I swear to God—that's the first thing that popped into my mind. It was hilarious. So, um I mean, it's hard to—you know—I could just list, you know, list all the jokes in right. it. But you know, people might as well watch it. But it was—it was. So this is I, the first episode really you It's the first episode I saw. Yeah, yeah. Just dove right into it. So.
5: Me,
2: um, yeah, I love this. This uh, longtime listeners of this podcast in the first iteration will know: faux educational films are one of my favorite tropes, mm-hmm. from Lost to Harvey Birdman, yeah. Attorney at Law <laughs> to The Venture Brothers, <laughs> and so on. Um, so when we when we first discovered Look Around You when it started airing on Adult Swim, it was like a revelation. Why wasn't this in my life the whole time? <laughs> um, yeah, there's there's the commitment to the bit is perfect um the the selection of the b-roll is perfect also i mean it's just if this is the kind of thing you like you will like it a lot that's, that's really all I can say. And before Sarah yeah. proceeds, I, when we got to the end of watching this, I said, I think John will vote this in and Sarah will not. So I'm curious to know what Sarah thought.
4: And just to wrap that up, by the way, before Sarah goes to the, it, as far as the tangents, like the one <laughs> they're talking about water the whole time and then it turns into a French translation. And that's oh, yeah. like the part where you have to write <laughs> that you have to write down in the workbook. Like, yes. oh, my God, that just killed me. Anyway.
5: Sarah. Uh, um. I had never heard of this before. I had never seen one before. Um, I My notes are as follows. 20 go to 10, which is where they sort of got me. And then the next note is, is this a joke? Because it was so, like everything about the commitment to the bit, like you said, was so firm. It's so that, straight-faced. Like, Everything from the zoom in to the person typing on whatever that was, an Atari 2600 (laughs) or, I mean, not that, but you know what I mean. Possibly a wang, that's what she said, (laughs) Um, to the font, to, um, like, I know for a fact that I think it's iMovie has a setting where you can, like, age up your, quote, stock, and, like, there'll be a hair that will repeat, (laughs) like, uh, on the film quote on the film so uh, like i could tell like sort of what settings they were using in terms of like the fuzziness (laughs) and scratchiness and by the time it got to what are birds we just don't know (laughs) that it was very similar to actual like british public tv like lord kenneth clark's civilization where he's basically like in 13 episodes i will teach you everything about art in the western world ever (laughs) You're like wow, and just the quality of the light in it. I mean, it was amazing, and also I was laughing hysterically. Like I have been saying variations on thanks, (laughs) thanks
3: for like two days now. Yes,
5: like whatever the cat has a hairball. I'm like, nah, thanks a lot, cats. I uh, had some
1: trouble choosing. <laughs> yeah, I had trouble choosing one. There's six episodes in the first series, and there's like one about maths, and there's one about calcium or something. And the reason I chose this one was for thanks and stance. Yeah. Just.
4: This. I have to tell you one more thing, Dave. That I think you'll get a kick out of the gas mefipulating. <laughs> <laughs> I took a look. I took a look on Urban Dictionary, and it's actually up there as yeah. a straight. Like, as a straight-up, uh, you know, definition. Like, and I'm glad like, you looked
1: it up because I considered it.
4: <laughs> oh my god!
1: Uh, well, I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad it brought you joy, Sarah. I was. Uh, Thanks, am Sure, Dave. <laughs> Dave. Dave. <laughs> <laughs>
2: if you like that joke, you should watch the whole season because that comes up
1: and in every episode. I believe. Yeah, will do. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. So
4: there are recurring jokes through the whole. season. First season. Uh, or, well, the opening where
1: a, the opening uh, pan across all the the science jars. Yes, um, that's always in there. Poison. Yes. Yeah, they're they're look always around different. you. Look around you. Look around right. you. That's another one. Each episode follows that same format. There's always two or three experiments, and then it goes back. And at the end, yeah. it's always the next episode that never happens. I think yeah. one of them's like oh cosmetics or something like that. Yeah. And yeah. It's pretty good. Okay, so put to a vote. <laughs> yes. All right, Tara. Yes. G- uh, Joe. Oh. <laughs>
5: Yes. And Sarah? Yes, indeedy. Hey, three
1: for three. Look around you, series one, episode two, water. You are hereby inducted into the extra hot great cannon.
0: Americans love a winner. Yup. And we'll not tolerate a loser. Nope!
1: It's time for Winner and a Loser of the Week. And Sarah has our winner.
5: I do, and it's the Emmys. Wait, wait! (laughs) Don't fast forward. (laughs) Um, Actually, this ties in kind of to Tara's rant about heroes. uh, And maybe there's hope in that department. (laughs) Uh, The Emmys have revamped some categories. They've split best miniseries and best TV movie. Uh, which they merged, I think, a few years ago because they felt miniseries were on the wane, mm-hmm. and then miniseries came back. I absolutely agree with Tara's and many other people's contention that a lot of anthology series are just series Thank are you. being like, but we only had 14 episodes, and they're trying to sneak in so they don't have to compete with Breaking Bad, which is bullshit. Mm-hmm. But I think this is a step in the right direction. Uh, they also split... They did something with reality programming so that there's going to be like more categories and not like everything um, isn't all lumped in together. So I think competition has won.
2: I think it's like how we used to have it on the old swap boards where it was like candid versus competition reality.
5: Shows. Right. Competition or just nonfiction or documentary. So yeah. I think that's, I think that people have long been afraid that giving even one, like making even one reality Emmy was like, you know hold the deluge. But I think that makes sense because it's not a genre that's going away. And it's time to acknowledge that project runway and duck dynasty <laughs> are different animals that are edited differently and should be awarded differently. Yeah. So yay Emmys tentatively. We'll mm-hmm. see who's yeah. our loser. Our
2: loser is one. Brook. Brooke. Burke Charvet, who was unceremoniously canned from Dancing with the Stars, where she was a quote commentator, unquote. I don't think she was ever anyone's favorite part of the show. Obviously, that is Tom Bergeron, but uh, this was very weird. The news just broke at like on Friday night in a very sketchy way, and then subsequently it was announced that she's going to be replaced by Aaron Andrews Shrug Health enthusiast Ooh. from a from a the probiotic yogurt commercials that I've seen.
5: But anyway. <laughs> Um, Isn't,
2: isn't Erin Andrews the one who got, she was a sportscaster who someone spied on her in a hotel room or something. Yeah, but I thought she was
5: still sportscasting and she actually did a, like, she got promoted, not promoted, but she went to Fox and now she gets better things to do. Well,
3: I
2: guess she has enough time to do this for two hours a week.
5: Every time I hear
1: Tom Bergeron, I just go through that thing from Frisky (laughs) (laughs) Dingo. Tom Bergeron. (laughs) (laughs) Hagaman, Brother of
3: Menelaus.
1: (laughs) Um, That brings up an interesting question, which is this Do you know what time it is? Ice time? Nope. Fame time? Close. (laughs) Game time. (laughs) Thanks, game time. All right everybody, this is the second game time of the season. The standings are Tara 0, Sarah 0, valued guess 1.
3: Yeah. So that Ooh. means John
1: Ramos you're in the Ooh. lead playing with the house's <laughs> money. <laughs> Today's game time comes from Daniel S who earns himself an extra credit go <laughs> <laughs> which is redeemable for an extra hot great topic of his choosing. This week we are going to play Spin Class, Ooh. in which you will be tested on your knowledge of TV show spin-offs.
2: Oh nice, TV show
1: spin-offs. Okay. I
2: feel good about this one.
1: I will read you the name of a TV show character. If you can tell me the titles of the original TV show and its spin-off that featured that character, you get three points, okay?
2: Yes. Okay. If
1: you need a clue, I am going to be extremely generous, and I'm going to give you the actor who played that character and the original show, okay? If you get the name of the spin after that, you get only one point. Okay. So there's value in taking a stab at it from the start. Okay. Three points versus one point. Any questions? No. Okay. Nope. We have 54 questions. Oh, <laughs> shit. Which have been randomized for your pleasure. Now randomized. let's see. Randomized. Gross. Gross. <laughs> let's see who goes first. Picky, what do you got for us? We will start with Sarah. All right. We're going to go Sarah, then to John, and then to Tara. Are we ready to play spin class? Yes. Okay. Yes.
5: Sarah. Mm-hmm.
1: Your character, Chachi
5: Arcola. Chachi Arcola. Um, the original show was Happy Days, and it was spun off to Joni Loves Chachi.
1: That is three points, and it is all or nothing. There is no points for guessing one, but not the other. Gotcha. Okay. All right, to John, your character, Walter Sherman. Walter Sherman. Walter Sherman. I'll take the hint. Okay. The actor is Jeff Stultz from Bones. Name the spinoff from Bones. <laughs> Bones and <have> a spinoff? <laughs> Not for very long.
4: Uh, I don't know. The, I knew Joni loves Shachi, but... The Finder?
3: The
1: Finder, the Finder was Finder. the show. Never heard of it. Okay, Tara. It died so enlisted could live. <laughs> Hardly even Oh, or... awesome. Okay. I'll take that hit. Yes. Jake Hansen.
2: Um, Jake Hansen originated on Beverly Hills 90210. And went on to appear in Melrose Place.
1: Three <laughs> points. Sarah. Yes. Daria
5: Morgendorfer. Wow. Um, I am not sure, so I'm going to guess. Hope for three points. I think the original show was Beavis and Butthead, and then she was on Daria. That's nice. it. Oh. Three yes. points. John. Yes, George Steve. Jefferson.
4: George Jefferson was originally on All in the Family and went on
1: to The Jeffersons. Three points. All right. Tara? Yes. Harriet Winslow.
2: She originated on Perfect Strangers and went on to star in
1: Family Matters. Three points. Nice. Sarah? Alan Shore. Alan Shore. Alan Shore. Alan Shore. Alan Shore. Shore.
5: Fuck. Um, Hint, please. James Spader from The Practice. Oh damn it if I'd thought about that longer um, the uh, from the practice so that was Boston legal.
1: Boston legal is the spin-off correct for one point. I'll dig it. okay Tara no nope. nope me John sorry <laughs> Suzanne Sugarbaker.
4: Uh, oh, Mark will kill me but I don't know where designing women came from. Uh, I'll have to take the hand
1: okay the actress Delta Burke the show. The original show Designing Women. So you hit oh. it the other wrong way.
4: Oh, interesting.
2: I can't remember what Ew. it was called either.
4: It's funny. I, thought that, show, are us. I thought that show ended because she. <laughs> um, I don't know. The show's called Woman of the House.
2: Oh, yeah. She was like, hmm. she was a politician or something.
1: Oh, interesting. Cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, Tara? Yes. Klaus Mickelson. M-I-K-A-E-L-S-O-N. Kloss. Hint. Joseph Morgan from The Vampire Diaries.
2: Um, I'm gonna guess he's now on the originals.
1: Correct for one point. <clears throat> Back to Sarah. Yep. Lauren Conrad. Lauren
5: oh <laughs> Uh uh Why can't I why can I remember the first thing? You can which no, I don't think I can. You one can. of them is the hills, and the other one is. Oh. You can always ask for the hint.
2: Sarah, trying to beam it into your head right
5: now. <laughs> I know. I, maybe I should be proud of not of not knowing
1: this. You know what? I will take the hint. All right, Lauren Conrad plays herself in the show Laguna Beach. The spinoff is the hills. One point. All right, so we're on to John. Yes, Drake Mallard. Drake Mallard. Mm, Hints, please. Okay. Uh, Jim Cummings from DuckTales. <laughs> <laughs> the spin-off <laughs> from DuckTales. Say that again. <laughs> okay, the character Drake Mallard, the voice of Jim Cummings from the show DuckTales The Spin-off is uh, no idea. <laughs> Anybody want to take a guess at this? Stars a duck. Darkwing Duck. Oh, Darkwing right. Duck. Oh. Darkwing Duck. All right. Tara? Yep. Flavor Flav. hmm
2: Oh, God. Oh, um... He was originally on...
1: Oh, God. And we want the direct spin-off. I think. Because I think this might be the start of 10,000 different shows. Um... You're gonna need an answer. Okay. Or you need or you can ask for the clue.
2: Yeah, okay, clue.
1: Played himself on the surreal life. The surreal oh, life! Oh yeah, that's right. Okay. Oh. Um
2: flavor of love? No! Yeah. The one with Virginia Nielsen!
1: Strange Love. Strange Love <gasps> Zero points. <laughs> Strange Love <laughs> Alright, Sarah, listen up. <sighs> Gary oh, Ewing. Gary Gary Ewing? Ewing. Gary. Yep, uh, everybody's favorite Ewing, Gary. Gary,
5: who killed Gary? Garrett? Who killed Gary? <laughs> um, uh, hint.
1: Uh, okay, Ta- uh, Ted Shackelford from the show Dallas, the spinoff from
5: Dallas. Problem is, that I don't know the spinoff, so I'm going to make up a show that is called. <laughs> wait, wait,
1: wait. Let me just say. It's a show that existed.
2: It's been mentioned on this show recently, I think, if it's the one I'm thinking of.
1: I don't know. I can't say. I can't speak to that. But okay. I will just say, I would guess something that is akin to Dallas.
5: Texas Nights. Oh. Mm. Knott's
1: Landing. Oh, that Knots is what Landing. I was thinking. Yeah. Right. Okay, John. Yes. The character, Jack Tripper. Jack Tripper. Uh, where did three score? And uh, I just want to say, while John's thinking about this, um, the author um, wanted to mention that some of these are backdoor pilots. I'm not saying it pertains to this one, but I'm just taking the moment. Um, so not, you know, some of them are spinoffs. Some of them are, you know.
4: <laughs> right, that's right, what he right, said.
1: right. I see. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to take the hint. But. All right. Jack Tripper, the original show is Three's Company. What's oh. the spinoff? See, that's the one I don't know. Um... It is a remake, that's maybe what you were thinking, of Robin's Nest or something like that. In oh, the, the, British, UK? Yeah. the British yeah, Yeah, we, that yeah, is yeah. what I
4: was thinking of, it's the word it came from.
1: But we need uh, the spinoff. Yeah, I don't know.
5: The spinoffs called "Three's, Three's a, a Crowd." crowd. Yeah. Three's Ugh. a crowd. Yeah. It oh, isn't was not that weird? Like it's all set at the Regal Beagle or something like that. It's oh, him.
2: God. He gets married, and it's like him, his wife, his and his, and the dad, I
5: think. And he opens oh, or something. All right,
4: I'm going to blame my parents. Taking us into our <laughs> first <laughs> score <were> right. break.
1: <laughs> Taking us into our first score break. Yes, Tracy Kyber or Kibber, K-I-B-R-E.
2: Um. Hint.
1: Baby New Earth.
2: Uh huh. Law and Order. Okay. Um,
1: the spin off is
2: Law and Order trial by jury.
1: 4 1. Wow, point. Nice. Nice pull.
2: Oh, shit! John has three points. Sarah and I are tied with eight. Oh,
1: all right. So we're, uh. I don't know, about two fifths the way through our game.
2: Okay. All right.
1: And we're going back to Sarah for this one. Sarah. Yes. Lou Grant is
5: your character. Lou, Lou Grant.
1: Grant. The original show and the spinoff.
5: Uh, the original show is Mary Tyler Moore. And the spinoff is, I think, called Lou Grant. Nice. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God I'm old. <laughs> All
1: right. Number 17 for John. Spread go. You. Your character <laughs> is
5: Mork. that's what she said (laughs) (laughs) what oh no
1: I feel like I've missed a key reference Uh, um. (laughs) Mork original show and the spinoff you Mm -hmm. can ask for a hint I'll give you the original show I bet you know the actor who played Mork (laughs) yes sadly (laughs) Um, I'll take the hint Robin Williams played Mork the original show was Happy Days. What's the spin off? It's Happy Days, God. Oh, no, God, remembered. yeah. It's Morgan There's Mindy. didn't spin off from that. <clears throat> Morgan Mindy is correct. Okay, Tara. Nope. Nope.
2: Oh, yes, it is yes. me. Sorry. <laughs> Apologies.
1: Dr. Mark Sloan.
2: Um,
1: Dr. I'm Mark Sloan. I going to
2: say he was first on Grey's Anatomy and then probably was on Private Practice.
1: Mm. Correct. Poo. Played by totally Dick Van Dyke. Oh. The original show, what? Jake and the Fat Man. Not even close. The spin off, Diagnosis Murder. Of course. Wow. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> All right. Uh, Sarah. Phyllis mm-hmm. Lindstrom.
5: Phyllis Lindstrom. Phyllis. 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 Uh, oh. Hint, please. <laughs> Played by Cloris Leachman from
1: the show The Mary Tyler Moore Show. Second Mary Tyler Moore Show
5: entry so oh, far. Oh, I don't know what she was on, Rhoda. Phyllis. The show Phyllis. Uh,
1: Spinning <laughs> off all sorts of first dates. Phyllis. All right, John. Robert Lewis is your character. Robert Lewis. Robert Lewis. Uh, hint, please. Kevin Watley played this character in Inspector Morse. <laughs> what's the spin off <laughs>
2: Oh, you lived in England. Maybe you do know this.
1: <laughs> uh,
4: <laughs> it might have been before my time. Mm. Uh,
1: <laughs> what's the spin off John?
4: Mm, no, I'm going to pass. <laughs> the
1: show's Lewis. <laughs>
5: I was going to guess. Which <laughs> brings us, the us to our next, no. which brings
1: us to our next strategy. Just guess one of the names. Just guess one of the names. <laughs> All right, Tara. Yep. Here's a toughy one. Okay. Graham Lubbock. Lubbock. L-U-B-B-O-C-K. Graham Lubbock. Hint. Bill. Oh Jesus. Bill Krichner Bauer. Bauer. Uh-huh. Okay. From the TV show Growing Pains.
2: Oh. Um. Just the ten of us.
1: Good for one point. All right, Sarah. Yep. That
2: piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> the show, not Sarah. <laughs> oh
1: <Offward. laughs> sure. Sure I know. All right, Sarah. Wait, that was on. Put your thinking cap on for this one. Your character name is Fraser Crane.
5: Mm. The original Follow show. The rule. And the, the original show was Cheers. The second show was Frazier. <laughs>
1: Good for yeah, three work.
5: points to
1: John. Maud Findlay. Finlay, <laughs> original show and the spinoff.
4: Um, I believe original was also
1: Mary Tyler Moore, and spinoff was Maude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> correct oh. Is it laughing? Finn, or? The original show is Maude. The spinoff oh. from Maude is All in the Family.
3: No, the
2: other way around. Other way around. All in the Family. family. Okay. family okay. Sorry. One of
4: the right. other ones that gave birth. It. One it of the most, great yeah. TV
5: theme songs too. For real. Yep. Yes, All in the Family right. spun
1: off mod. And Maud. Maud right, also had a spinoff, I believe. About oh, it was called Florida.
3: Modder. Oh. a mermaid. <laughs>
2: uh, Tara. Kimberly Parker.
1: <laughs>
2: Kimberly Parker.
1: Yeah. Kimberly Parker. Hint. Countess Vaughn in Moesha.
2: Um, it was the show she was in with Monique, but I can't remember what it was called.
1: Mm. The Parkers. Damn it. All right, Sarah. (laughs) Does not observe your rule, Dave.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Norman Bunce. B-U-N-T-C. Norman Bunce. Yep. Uh, I believe the original show is Hill Street Blues, which was spun off to Beverly Hills Bunce. Holy shit. No! What? I did not expect that Come on. <laughs> Amazing.
4: Oh, my God.
5: <laughs> wow. My dad was the only person who watched Beverly Hills <laughs> He still said it went off the air. Is that with a Z
4: or an S? Z. 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 Oh, my God. Amazing.
1: <laughs> uh, John, Colonel Potter. Colonel Potter. <laughs> uh, John, Colonel Potter. I don't know.
4: Hints. What?
1: Okay. I Colonel know. Potter, I played didn't... by <laughs> Harry Morgan in I to MASH. Shame him. Sorry. I'm sorry. MASH. Uh,
4: yeah, I hated that show. God.
1: Um. <laughs> <laughs> Not a lost murder. <laughs> um, spinoff? I don't know. Often mentioned on the show for some reason because I'm fascinated with it. Aftermath. Yeah, After it really MASH. does come up a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It does. All right, Tara. Yeah. That's Phil, what she said. Phil, <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> Phil Fish.
2: <laughs> Phil Fish? Yep. Um, the original show is Barney Miller, and the spinoff is Fish?
1: Yep. Hey. Fish, played by Abe. Vagoda. <clears throat> Uh, Back to Sarah.
5: Yep. The character's name, Angel.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Not on hell.
5: Thanks. Thanks, Piggy. The original show is Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and the spinoff is Angel. Three points to John Florence Castleberry.
1: That's a great name. Florence Castleberry. Castleberry. Uh, Hint, please. Played by Polly Holiday, also a fantastic name, (laughs) from the TV show Alice. Oh, sure. So it's
4: Flo. Um, was it just called flow? <laughs> I, I actually thought I remembered that. <laughs> I, was is the I rule. couldn't remember if it was flow or flow's diner or something Taking us into yeah. our
1: second score break. Sarah Reeves Marin. Sarah Reeves Marin. Can
2: you spell Marin? Yes,
1: M-E-R-R-I-N. Merin Marin.
2: M-E-R-R-E-N.
1: No, I-N. One E one I. <sighs> Jennifer Love Hewitt from Party of Five. Oh,
2: um, she was in Time of Your Life.
5: Hi, Stephanie.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I knew I knew the name. Okay, John has five. I have thirteen. Sarah has twenty. Holy God!
1: Boom. (laughs) All right, here we go. One of Sarah's favorite shows, so I'm sure she's going to get three points on this one. (laughs) Leroy Jethro Gibbs.
5: Oh god Leroy Leroy Jethro Gibbs. Um Wow. Well now I'm worried that like there was a spinoff that I missed in there and I'm not sure I can solve this puzzle navally. Um navally. Uh I think it's NCIS and NCIS LA. Mm.
1: Jag to NCIS Jag. Fucking Jag. Oh, fucking jag. That's what she said. Mm-hmm. All right, John. Alana Fuck. Thompson. Alana Thompson. Alana Thompson. Um, hand, please. She played herself in a TV show called Toddlers and Tiaras.
2: Oh, sure.
4: Is that hun- off. Is that Honey Boo Boo? Mm-hmm. Uh, here comes Honey Boo Boo. I comes
1: think you should give him that oh, one. Uh, it's close enough. Uh, uh, no. I'm fine <laughs> with him taking that point. <laughs> All right, Tara. Yes. Miles O'Brien. Uh huh. Is your character's name?
2: Um, I believe he went from Star Trek: The Next
3: Generation to Star Trek: Deep Space Nine. Correct.
1: Correct.
4: Wow.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. All right, Sarah. Yep. Joey Tribbiani.
5: Ah, <laughs> uh, the rule. Joey Tribbiani started out <laughs> on Friends, and then he was on Joey.
1: Correct. <laughs> to John. Stephen Colbert.
4: <laughs> I don't feel right taking this from Tara, but <laughs> the Daily Show and the Colbert Report. <laughs> I think Three it's all points. right for you to know that.
2: <laughs> that was a good one to know. Yes.
1: Melvin Frohike.
2: Frohicky, I think. Oh, Hickey, yeah. From the X-Files yeah, to yeah, the yeah. Lone Gunman.
1: As soon as you said it, I'm like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Three points. Sarah. Frohicky. Yep. Shame on me. <laughs> Jeff Colby. Jeff Colby. Jeff Colby.
5: Yeah. Oh, God damn it. Jeff Colby. It's the corollary uh, to
2: the rule, I think. But don't go by me. I'm not a 100% positive. Yeah.
5: I, I'm not either. I just can't remember which one it spun off of. So I'm going to cross my fingers and hope that he started on Dynasty and went to the Colbys. No.
3: Nice. Yeah.
1: Yes. <laughs> Beautiful. All right. Jamie Summers, John. Jamie Summers. Jamie Summer
4: started on the Six Million Dollar Man and went to the Bionic Woman.
1: Three points. Nice. Oh, Tara. Yeah. A lucky pick. Okay. You can thank me later. <laughs> the okay. character's name, Canine.
2: Oh. <laughs> from <laughs> Do- <laughs> Doctor Who? But to... will she get
1: the fit up? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs>
2: like the adventures of. Sarah, <laughs> I don't
3: know
1: Canine and Company
5: oh. <laughs> Why would you name a Doctor Who spin-off after me? P.S. Oh I'm quite offended by that <laughs> No, it
1: was
2: because he had a companion named Sarah that I think was Canine's companion too Sarah so. Jane Sarah Jane
1: oh, okay Alright, <laughs> right, so we're back to Sarah Yes Your
5: character's name is Denise Huxtable
1: Oh
5: Oh, God my mind just emptied of shows with Lisa Bonet on them, but she must have started on the Cosby Show and gone to a different world. Nice, three points,
1: and we're on to John, who gets Princess Adora. <laughs> <laughs> Princess Adora. Huh. Um, I'll take the hand, please. Okay, Melody—that's the name. Melody the name. Brit, the voice from. He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. The spin-off. I will accept a partial title answer for this one. I'm giving you the additional clue. There is a colon involved. I
5: do not need that. That's what she said. <laughs> God. Wow. That was actually a better one for as you may have read in the men's room. I apologize.
1: <laughs> Alright, have a clue what that is? no (laughs) she-ra princess of power right Mm. that's the girl he-man girl he-man uh okay um yeah all right tara yeah jack harkness
2: i think he started on doctor who and then went to torchwood
1: three points three points Just checking my. Yes, it is time for our last score break for the end of the game.
2: Okay, John has 11. I have 22. Sarah has 29er. All right.
1: I still think it's anybody's game.
0: (laughs) To Sarah.
1: (laughs) To
5: Sarah. Yes. Diego. Oh, sure. Character simply known as Diego. Diego, my least (laughs) (laughs) favorite.
2: she might not know, and
5: then I was like, "Oh yeah, she she knows." Yeah, there's a four year old in the, the house. Even he's yep. like Baby Diego, born sucks. to humanity. <laughs> um, Today we she... mourn Diego from Children Men. Sorry. <laughs> uh, he started on Dora the Explorer, and I—is it just called Diego? Or no, it's Go Diego Go.
2: Nice, wow. Way done.
5: Also, ew. <laughs> Finally, your Ugh. secret family and child <laughs> paying off. <Sarah>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, uh, Mr. Ramos, your character yes, Cleveland, your Brown. Cleveland Brown. Cleveland Brown. Cleveland <laughs> Brown. I wish I knew but I'll take the Family Guy. Oh, the uh, actor is Mike Henry, the voice of Cleveland, Cleveland Brown from Family Guy. Family Guy. It's, it's been... Use it, John. Use it <laughs> to inform your decision. <laughs> What was his name? Cleveland Brown. <laughs> it could be either one. Uh spin-off, I, any idea? No. From Family Guy? Mm. Cleveland Brown. The Cleveland Show. The Cleveland, the show. Cleveland <laughs> show. Really? <laughs> yep. All right. Oh. Ariano. Yeah. John Shepard Hint. Stargate SG One oh. played by Joe Flanagan. No.
2: Stargate Atlantis?
1: One point. Over to Sarah Dennis D-
5: Booker. D- oh jeez.
2: <laughs> another, <laughs> another nice pick action.
5: <laughs> oh, picky. Uh 21 Jump Street and Booker. Three points. (laughs)
2: Sidebar. I don't know if... I forgot to actually look up whether this is true, but one of the credited producers on the Showtime show Gigolo about Gigolos is Richard Grieco. So I don't know Uh, if it's the same Richard Grieco, but would it really surprise anybody if he were producing a reality show about Gigolo's fucking ladies in Las Vegas? No. Proceed.
1: Okay. John. (laughs) Addison Montgomery. Addison Montgomery. Oh, I know this. Do you? Deep well, not enough to pull it out. But that was confrontational. <laughs> Do you? Do you? Explain really? yourself, Rebels. <laughs> <No. laughs> I have the doomsday weapon. Um, I'll take the head. All right. Uh, played by Kate Walsh. The show Grey's Anatomy. The spinoff is Private Practice. One point. All right. This is a hard one, Tar. Okay. Rhoda Morganster.
2: Oh, Mary Tyler Moore show to Rhoda.
1: That's good for three points. To Sarah,
5: Phil McGraw. Phil McGraw. McGraw. Oh. Mm
3: -hmm.
5: (laughs) Wow. Huh. Okay. He started on Oprah. He went to Dr. Phil. Three points. (laughs) To John. How's that
2: working for you?
5: (laughs) Great.
1: Florida Evans. Yeah. Florida Evans. Florida Evans. Uh, Hint, please. Uh, Uh, Played by... uh, Esther Roll, who Roll, else? Rollie. Rollie? Well, okay. Uh, from the show Mod.
2: <laughs> Already mentioned by me in Another this
1: episode. <laughs> <laughs> the spin-off I did not know this. Got a guess? Mm. No. Mm. I 100% said to, it. <laughs> uh, Shout out to Kim Reed. Good times.
2: Oh, I thought it was just called Florida. Then I didn't say it.
1: Okay. I was no help at all. Tara? Yeah. Sophia Petrello.
2: She started Petrilio? on... Petrello? Petrello. Petrello? Started on Golden Girls, went to Golden Palace.
1: Correct. Estelle Getty. Okay, last one for Sarah.
5: Yep. Edna Garrett. Edna Garrett. Oh, God. Uh, what?
4: I've not been lucky uh, with my
1: draws. <laughs>
4: Sometimes Picky <laughs> favors you, sometimes he doesn't.
5: Yes. Picky you know favors this. the brave. Yeah. I I do know this, but I'm going to take the hint. Okay. Uh, Charlotte Ray. Sure. From Different strokes. The spin off is. Oh, the
1: spin off is. Yeah, the spin off is Facts of Life. Yep, one point. John, your last one. The, the character, Xena. Nice. To,
4: uh, started on Hercules, the legendary journeys, uh, finished on Xena Warrior Princess.
1: Nice use of the colon. <laughs> Pause. Wait. Nice use of the colon, John. As you may have read in the men's room. <laughs> <laughs> Three points. <laughs> and Ooh, lastly, for yep. Tara, mm-hmm. Olivia Benson.
3: <laughs> what? It's Benson. Wait. Uh, what was she? But what she
2: Okay, well she's on un... she, as far as I know, she originated on Law and Order SVU. Apparently not. Okay, Law & Order to Law and Order SVU. Um uh, no I'm not sure that's I'm not sure that's accurate,
1: but Truth-y. I'll dig it could be one of those backdoor ones we discussed.
2: That's true, it could.
1: Alright. <laughs> so it wasn't. Especially but on SVU. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And All our right. final scores are
2: John has fifteen, I have. 32 and sarah finished so strong 5 10 15 20 25 30 35 39
1: all right so let's celebrate with our shits and giggles question okay first to shout it out gets a dave point okay the character we're looking for both shows character is benson dubois
2: Oh, uh, so Ben Benson. Benson.
1: Benson. Uh, I think Tara got that one day point for you. <laughs> Congratulations, Sarah. Woo! Sarah! Sarah. Sarah. <laughs> Sarah. Oh, well, that is it for another episode of Extra Hot Great. We raised our eyebrows for the premiere of The Amazing Race All-Stars before going around the dial... With stops at Downton Abbey Series 4, American Idol, The Heroes Reboot, and Looking. Dave pitched Look Around You Series 1 Episode Water for the canon, which was voted in by the rest of the extra hot great gang. Thanks, gang. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) We crowned winners and losers of the week, and Sarah was the winner of this week's Spin Class Game Time from Daniel. Remember... We're
2: listening.
1: Ah. I am David T. Cole, on behalf of Tara Ariano.
2: I forgot our passports. Just kidding.
1: Sarah Bunting, Killer Fatigued, and John Ramos. Move over, Phil. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time, right here on Extra Hot Great.
0: Now let's rejoin the ants and see how they're settling into their igloo. A change has taken place. The igloo appears to have melted. Perhaps the scientists forgot to turn off a bunsen. Water, water, what hast thou done? bless you ants. blats <laughs> 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 love <sighs>